0: you're listening to politics weekly to uh be big underdogs uh in the race uh for the uh, the presidency one of them is uh, joining me today we can't survive all those systems what's going to happen if you legalize it completely politics weekly is a podcast on politics news and principles everyone welcome back to politics weekly uh today we're here with um john callahan he is an observer uh he's a longtime observer uh, of state and local politics uh thank you for joining me today uh mr callahan pleasure to be with you nolan uh so tell us a little bit about you know some of the campaigns you've been on some of the things you've done over the years
1: so certainly been uh, very active in in government and uh, politics, uh, mostly uh, family projects you could say over the years uh, working uh, uh, working with my dad on his uh, Chris Callahan on his two thousand and six uh, controllers race here in New York State, and certainly uh, many years of being active in my community and uh, active on the zoning board of appeals and uh, various things to try and uh, uh, make uh the community and the folks around us a little better.
0: All right. Well with that let's jump right uh into the news. Uh so this week uh uh former New York Times columnist uh Pete Hamill uh, died of kidney failure. He was known for his uh for his uh popular columns. He was also known to be a longtime friend of uh Robert F Kennedy. He was present at the scene when Robert F Kennedy was assassinated. Tackled the uh, yeah. gunman, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, uh, he died of kidney failure at the age of eighty-five. What are your thoughts on the death of Pete Hamill? Well, the world is certainly a, a less interesting
1: uh, place today, but in you know he's cut from the same cloth of you know Jimmy Breslin and other mm-hmm. just iconic, uh, uh, fascinating. Uh, Old school New York City newsmen, you know, Mm -hmm. men using uh, the non-gender specific term men, obviously, but uh, but certainly someone who left his indelible mark on the culture of uh, New York and uh, in some respects the world, and just a brilliant writer. And to listen to him, you know, whether it's uh, Ken Burns documentary, listening to him wax poetic. Uh, in his own um, uh, inimitable way about uh, about the city and its pulse and how it breathes and how it acts and how it thinks. I mean, someone who really got it, got the soul of, of New York and uh, certainly uh, certainly will be missed, probably less uh, prolific in recent years uh, than he had been, but um, certainly a giant in terms of uh, a New York state... Uh, Uh, reporting and and commentary for for years and years. So certainly a a loss for all
0: of us. All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on. So the governor of Ohio, uh, Mike DeWine, uh, who is 73 years old, initially tested positive uh, for COVID-19. However, a later test indicated that he had tested negative. Mm. Uh, DeWine had announced that he would quarantine in his house and in, in the governor's mansion for 14 days uh, to prevent the spread. What are your thoughts on this? Well,
1: if you're going to be holed up someplace, uh, governor's mansion is uh, is not the worst <laughs> yeah. uh, place to have to do so. You know, one of the things that's interesting, I think, about this is uh, he was tested uh, solely, I think, by virtue of the president's planned uh, visit uh, to Ohio. And as part of the protocol, he was going to be uh, with the president. Uh, that's why I don't think he had he had elected on his own to get the, get the test and certainly uh one of the people out there uh one of the prominent elected officials who 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 seem to have taken uh the COVID-19 pandemic um you know uh, the the phrase less seriously might be uncharitable but um certainly not uh not as not as prominent an advocate of ma- wearing masks and taking precautions and full shutdowns so um certainly we we uh in in i will also note that um some of these uh tests there are people that test several times before they test mm-hmm. positive and think they have it i think a negative te- uh, result is actually a non-detect so certainly hope uh, uh that he is healthy we don't uh wish this to befall anyone but um uh, i i think you've seen you, you've seen other uh, people who who take fewer precautions and don't embrace necessarily the social distancing and the wearing of masks as seriously as as you've seen other elected officials uh like governor cuomo for instance take uh and then they come down tragically um with covid 19 uh this is we've just seen this play out with Herman Cain who had attended the uh, the president's uh, Tulsa rally um so I, I think it's a reminder how serious this is and we certainly hope that uh, the non detect is actually a, a negative uh, result and that uh, he uh, he is not uh, terribly ill
0: all right well with that being said let's move on uh Right now, Rodney Davis, the Republican congressman from Illinois, has also tested positive for COVID-19. He uh, he is also said to be quarantining. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you, you started to see uh, early on in congressional uh, circles some, some other members uh, test positive and have to quarantine. Um, now it seems more sporadic, isolated, depending on... On uh, where you are and and who you're with, and I think who you're, uh, and and to what extent you are taking the proper precautions. But I think you're. I mean, this is just a reminder, Nolan, that this is not. This is far from gone. We've, mm. um, you know, thankfully by the by the measures put in place here in this state, um, you know, we're at a rate of transmission that hovers around one, so that we are not. You know, we don't. We are under control, so to speak, mm. and and uh, in a position to continue the. The opening up that has happened Uh, but uh, that's not the case everywhere in this uh, country and in fact in some cases you're starting to get to a point where you know Dr. Fauci and others have said this this thing is uh, still very much uh, not under control so I think we'll be we'll continue to see that probably some very prominent people uh, test positive and uh, and unfortunately probably ultimately uh, some of them will succumb to this.
0: All right, well, with that being said uh, let's move on uh this week. There were some key uh crucial primaries uh in yeah, yeah. some uh some crucial states uh, There were some uh interesting primaries one was in uh, Kansas. Kansas very there, interesting there's a uh, crucial Senate race uh to uh keep the Senate uh seat uh, that is now um, uh, of retiring Senator Pat Roberts um, uh, in a tight race. Um, It appears as though um, uh, Republican Congressman Roger Marshall has narrowly beat uh, former Secretary of State Chris Kobach uh, for the Republican nomination. Uh, He is going to face up against Democratic State Senator Barbara Boyler uh, in uh, a race. Uh, Also, um, uh, in another uh, race, um, uh, one congressman uh, named... uh, uh, long time uh, Congressman Lucy Clay uh, has lost his seat uh, to uh, progressive challenger uh, Cory uh, Bush in a democratic sure. primary uh, she uh, She ran uh, on a progressive campaign similar to the coattails of, uh, Cong- uh, of members of Congress such as Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Ilhan omar um, and she has now upsetted him. Um, after he has served there for nearly 20 years. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on uh, these primary results? Yeah, I'll work my way backwards. I mean, that race is fascinating, and it, it is not I – mean, I think
1: it is, uh mirrors sort of the trend you saw here in, in New York State with some of the primaries here where you have uh, some e- either long, very long-standing incumbents, um, very influential incumbents at that, uh, uh, taken down in a primary, and I think you see that the, 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 um, you know the, the difference between the congressional races where the the, the individual community demographics uh, the voter makeup the turnout uh, can can really produce widely different results as you know. Uh, congressional district to congressional district, I, I think that I think the uh, the Kansas primary is fascinating because there was some good old fashioned political skullduggery going on there mm-hmm. with a PAC uh, connected to the Democratic Party supporting one of the Republican right, right, primary right. Uh, uh, candidates who um, who ended up and that was Kobach. Uh, narrowly losing apparently and that is that is that an official result or is there yes that's been officially called for roger
0: marshall in the primary yes
1: so so one um so one might argue that that uh in terms of the balance of power in the senate that is a seat that might have been more in play had kobach Mm -hmm. won the primary and certainly that's what uh, that's what the intent of that uh, super PAC support was, uh, so it, the money that flowed into that race for Kobach. So, um, you know, it's, it, it is um, in terms of the silly season, there are some things that uh, we're witnessing uh, uh, this year that uh, I, I don't know if there's enough popcorn for political junkies to consume <laughs> as we watch some of these things play out. But very fascinating things afoot, as you rightly point out.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on. So, uh, New York Attorney General uh, Letitia wow. James is uh, is suing uh, for what she calls the abolishment of the National Rifle Association. Uh, she's suing them uh, on a number of charges, specifically uh, on fraud. Um, uh, President Trump has tweeted support for the NRA, suggesting that they should move to Texas instead. What are your thoughts on the lawsuit uh, between uh, Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, and the National Rifle Association? Big story. Big yeah.
1: story. And, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, it's... it's uh, the, the president men- mentions Texas, which... To his dismay, has turned out to be a battleground state uh, this year. at The election. If we ever thought that we'd be looking at Georgia and Texas and maybe South Carolina as battleground states, um, I would have, uh, I would have wanted to sell you a bridge. But no, I think this is a huge story. And um, when uh, when she tweeted out that she had an announcement coming uh, of national implications, a lot of people were wondering if it was a, directly in. In uh, in the context of uh, President Trump, uh, but I don't know how many people saw this coming, and I don't know, myself included, how many people would have uh, said that um, that the NRA is a New York State-based organization holding a charter mm-hmm. and giving um, uh, giving the Attorney General certainly standing to uh, to pursue this. You know, they had success just a couple of years ago with the Trump organization using a similar uh, line of um, Uh, prosecution, although I think it's important to note that this is a they're bringing a civil case here, not a criminal case Uh, but this is fascinating, it's going to be really interesting to watch I think uh, certainly uh, people that have followed even just casually what's uh, been going on with the NRA over the last few years uh, know that there's been a huge fight within that organization uh, between Wayne Lapierre and um, Oliver North uh, resulting in in uh, North uh, getting out, a lot of accusations back and forth of uh, financial misdeeds and other things, and that and the NRA has also recently severed its relationship with a long-time, uh, maybe a marketing or or a uh, a communications firm, and so we wonder, of course, uh, to what extent some of the information that the that the AG has been able to act on. Uh, came is uh via that uh, that firm that no longer is deriving a paycheck from from said NRA so i i think that this is going to be a fascinating story to watch it's big big news and uh anything can happen
0: all right well let's move on to the next story uh so joe biden yeah. is reportedly closing in uh on who he would like uh for his running mate Um, Of course, he was originally supposed to announce on August 1st. Uh, However, the tentative date um, to announce uh, is uh, August 10th. As of the time we're recording that, that's three days out. Um, According to some reports, there are two women who are at the forefront, uh, both of which are African-American women. One is uh, California Senator Kamala Harris, and the other one, uh, of course, being... um, Uh, former national security advisor, uh, Susan Rice. Uh, So you've got uh, uh, Joe Biden's former campaign rival and uh, Joe Biden's uh, former former fellow alum in the Obama uh, cabinet. Uh, What are your thoughts uh, on Joe Biden's VP pick, and what are your thoughts on these two women being the top two women for Joe Biden's potential ticket?
1: Well you know you can 't uh, you can 't uh, go up to Saratoga these days, even though it 's August, so you have to bet on something right yeah. and if I think i if I had you know twenty dollars burning a hole in my pocket uh, i'd i 'd put it down I would certainly uh put my money on on uh, Senator Harris uh being his pick uh, again though one of the, one of the fascinating things here uh, and The Times had a piece today in fact and i i 'm sorry i can 't recall immediately. Who had it, but um, uh, on on his decision-making process and how uh, he is sort of um, you know indifferent as to the pressures of time and deadlines missed and that sort of thing. He's more concerned about getting it right and uh, is not going to respond to any you know artificial timeline. I, I do think that it is uh, not ideal if you say. You know, we we think we're going to have a pick this week, and then that next week it turns into next week, and well, we're going to do some final interviews, and then it might be next week, and this week now is come and gone. So, mm-hmm. uh, I you know I I think that is uh, again not ideal, but do I think it hurts really him? No, I mean barring some cataclysmic uh, political event, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be the president, and I think maybe the president in a. In the biggest electoral college landslide since uh, uh, Reagan-Mondale, but um, but it is I think he does take this pick very very seriously, and I think that is why you're seeing a delay. I think the delay, if it is Harris, is also reflective on what I imagine is a pretty healthy debate within the Biden camp. Uh, I think that uh, there are there are certain people close to uh, Vice President Biden, uh, Senator Dodd, uh, uh, notably among them, who who uh, are very reluctant to embrace Harris, given her attacks on him during the primary season, and um, but I'm not sure that he's uh, if indeed he has decided that it's going to be Harris, and that he is just trying to build internal consensus and. Dot every I and cross every T. I don't. I don't think that really uh, I- impacts Biden. I, I mean, he's been around a long time. He's a student of history. He was certainly around in 1980, when um, when uh, candidate uh, Reagan uh, selected uh, George Bush, mm-hmm. uh, George H. W. Bush, uh, to be his vice president uh, selection, much to the dismay of many people within his camp, uh, notably among them Nancy Reagan. Uh, But but I think what what you saw then was Reagan saying, uh, number one, wanting to bring the party together and uh, also saying, I am big enough to not worry about my feelings were hurt uh, or there was bad blood. Let's rise above that. And I think Biden's probably uh, cut from the same cloth if not from a political ideology standpoint but in that respect so that's uh, i i think now the the other school of thought of course nolan is if if the deadlines have been blown and we're still talking about it and we mm-hmm. haven't seen a pick yet right right that there's somebody else coming that is not bass or rice or harris and i throw bass in there because i think her stock maybe his crested but uh, but she was maybe arguably over the last couple of weeks mentioned in the in the top three. So does that mean that somebody like uh, Tammy Duckworth is going to be the selection, or what I think what I consider to be very unlikely, Elizabeth Warren or or uh, Gretchen Whitmer? Uh, I I don't think so. But uh, the other the other possible explanation for the length of time here in the blown mm-hmm. deadlines, uh, would be that that he's either been unable to uh build enough consensus within his camp or that people have convinced him that he can't go with harris Mm -hmm. and so we're going to move on to to somebody else uh which which i would suspect if it's not harris uh would be would be rice but uh i I think it would probably be harris uh
0: who do you think from a political standpoint do you believe it would be smarter for biden to choose harris or rice as his running mate
1: you know, I, I think I think probably Harris. Um, I, I don't think it's a huge. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the to the belief that there's a huge liability with Rice, uh, whether it's Benghazi or whether it's uh, just uh, uh, people who will uh, take any opportunity to to criticize the Obama administration and her role in it. Uh, You know, Biden was vice president. So Mm -hmm. you're you're already running on what you did as part of that administration. I don't think uh, having uh, having Rice uh, on the ticket uh, adds any exponential baggage that you have to work around. I don't think that her the fact that she hasn't run for office before is a problem because of her considerable foreign policy experience and, you know, operating at a very high level in 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 an administration. So but I think with Harris, I just number one, I think it says a lot about Joe Biden and maybe a lot about what he wants people to uh, view him as somebody that will rise above. The political <clears> fray. Somebody would get in a fight with somebody on the debate stage, and um, and and go toe to toe. So I don't think he, you know, any any personal umbrage is going to prevent him from saying, you know, she can play at this level. She's tough. And I think the other thing too is you look at, you know, less so, demographically or what. I mean, again the. Anybody that starts the any kind of discussion about politics these di- days by saying, well, conventional wisdom I mean there is no conventional wisdom anymore uh but you know there there uh, there have been certainly vice presidential picks over the years selected uh because we need this state or that state um I just think harris in, in in uh this particular instance um especially if you are I mean, very rarely how many times in in certainly recent history or not recent history has a presidential candidate openly mused that he or she may not be seeking a second term. He's already said that based on his age. So and I think that, you know, in in fairness to Joe Biden, that could explain some of the additional time, too, because I think he is conscious of the fact that uh, as opposed to. Maybe other vice presidential selections in history, there is a higher possibility than usual that whoever he selects may become president and may become president you know four years from now. So um, so I, I I suspect that uh, it will be her, and I don't think I wouldn't say that either represents a a, a wiser political pick than the other necessarily, but I think it probably. I mean, he, you know, the, 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 the polls are only going in one direction. And mm. Biden has got to be feeling uh, pretty good, I think, barring, again, some cataclysmic political event. You know, a regular October surprise ain't going to do it uh, uh, this time around. Uh, he's in really good shape. So I don't know that this is for him uh, as much about politics and as much about the ticket as it, as it will be about having the right partner. In the administration, and he's been a vice president, right? So mm-hmm. his his interview process, he's he's got to be looking for somebody who thinks and acts and and brings to the table some of the things that uh, he did as as President Obama's vice president. So um, so I think that's probably more than anything guiding his decision making process. Mm.
0: Um, well, right now, um, as you said, it appears as though uh Kamala Harris, California Senator, appears to be the front runner. However, uh, right now, over three thousand uh dNC delegates have signed a letter to Joe Biden, encouraging him to choose California Congresswoman Karen yeah. Bass uh, as his running mate instead, uh, as you said there 's been some uh hesitation over Harris over uh uh complaints uh waged by uh former Connecticut senator Chris Dodd who's currently on the VP search committee right. um and uh he so right now um that it's believe that may have led to that so what are your thoughts on uh on, on this
1: well i mean the whisper campaign uh against bass has been really uh, interesting, and you wonder frankly how much Harris is behind it she 's known to really be uh very keen on on being selected uh, and certainly they 're from the same corner of the country uh, i i really i think she 's got i think there 's some problems i mean i think the um if you look cumul- cumulatively at um, the things that have crept up and you're not going to you're not going to find any candidate at, at this level that doesn't have a thing or two that uh, that they can be criticized for a thread that can be pulled um so she's got the scientology thing which has been an issue for her um she uh, the remarks uh Uh, about Castro uh, upon his death and her expressing sympathy for the Cuban people and uh, referring to him as the Comandante. Uh, I think that is extremely problematic especially in Florida mm-hmm. which uh in normal years would be a you know would be a toss up uh, state and maybe uh, maybe he's in good enough shape there and I don't know I mean the the, the Cuban population is aging there the that it could not the 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 traditional thought about the uh, the relationship with uh, with Cuba um, might not have apply as much as it did, and of course recently there have been some allegations that she received some uh, payments from a profit that she had founded uh, that uh, about which there are questions so i i i don 't think any of those things are fatal, frankly, because again, at this level when 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 it gets oppo research time. You know, people are going to pull things out of the woodwork and you're going to have to explain those things. And I think she's done a, a relatively good job doing those things. But I think more problematic from her, I listened to an NPR uh, interview recently where the interviewer uh, noted that she is known for not raising her voice in anger. And, mm. and, and really uh, trying to get people to work together and be a uniter. And, and that's, a, that's a, an, an admirable uh, trait, certainly in terms of uh, making policy and and uh, getting people uh, on the same page. But it, it, may, uh, it may be inconsistent with the traditional role of a vice presidential candidate mm-hmm. who really needs to be at some level a flamethrower. And 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 really um, uh, be in charge of leading the attack against uh-huh. the uh, the opposition. So uh, so I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that her uh, stock is uh, as high as it as it was, and I'm not sure that uh, despite the the uh, support within mm-hmm. the party that you reference. Uh, that that uh, that she 's going to get the nod, I would frankly be very surprised at at this point if she did
0: all right well let 's move on so right now um uh, uh rap uh sensation and uh businessman uh Kanye West mm. is currently trying to uh continue his run for uh president he 's running as an independent though he 's claiming he's running on the birthday party line. Um, and uh, right now he, he's gotten on the ballot in multiple states. He's trying to get on the ballot in the crucial key swing state of Wisconsin. Um, right now it is being reported that multiple Republican strategists yeah. uh, are trying to uh, help uh, West get on the ballot, uh, believing that West could uh, siphon some of the African-American vote away from uh, Democratic candidate and former Vice President uh, Joe Biden. Um what are your thoughts on uh on uh republican uh strategists trying to get uh Kanye West on the ballot in multiple different states? Well, this
1: is just another episode in the reality t v show which is the trump presidency unfortunately you know, and they uh, uh Trump loves good ratings and uh you know they 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 have had this quote unquote fight and now they're uh, maybe s- still fighting uh ostensibly, and uh and uh of course he's running for president i think i i um you know I, I i think it's uh it's a ploy i think it's unfortunate clearly it is designed to uh, help uh the president uh but i i don't think it's going to be near enough uh, the way things are going
0: all right uh well let's move on to the next story so the dnc has um, has uh, uh released a list of some of the virtual panelists um, that uh, that will be uh, that will be uh, a part of the convention uh, we know that the first uh, virtual uh speech will be given by virginia senator and twenty sixteen Uh, Democratic uh, nominee for Vice President, uh, Tim Kaine. Um, uh, We know that the convention will be held from August 17th to August 20th. We are now also learning that uh, the Democratic candidate himself, former Vice President Joe Biden, will not uh, be showing up in person in Milwaukee. Uh, There were previously some reports that he could host a private uh, sort of event uh, where he would accept Um, The uh, nomination, however, due to COVID-19 concerns, uh, he will not be doing that. Uh, It appears as though the convention still will be held partially in Milwaukee. If someone wants to buy a ticket to go there, they may do so. Um, however, there will be strict guidelines, and most of the uh, panelists will not be there uh, in person. What are your thoughts uh, on this?
1: Well, this should, all this stuff should be virtual, uh, you know, in, in the month of August. Uh, you know, is we are, uh, th- these are these are events that are days and weeks away, and there is no sign uh, that it is smart right now to be traveling around the country getting together even in limited cases even with reduced capacity even with uh even with precautions and uh you know why take the chance that this could uh, spur uh, another uh, outbreak um, you know another uh, uh, another uh, uh, group of people that that get infected Uh, and it just with with the um, with the fact that um, you're running for to be the leader of the free world. Um, your health is uh, is important. Uh, the people who are around you and supporting you. We've got to run an election. A lot of the the people that would co- go to that uh, kind of event and and certainly the the Republicans nominating convention are going to be uh, partially responsible in the various states for administering this election and making sure that it's fair and. And, uh, and and honest and and uh, devoid of um, uh, foreign interference. So why take the chance? I mean, uh, the, so much of this stuff is being done virtually now. There is no need really to tempt fate here. And uh, I I think the I think it's a wise decision on Senator Biden's part not to attend in person. Uh, I would I would think that you'd want to extend that to to. Uh, to really remove the possibility that anybody else would attend in person. Uh, but that's uh, that's me. All
0: right. Well, let's move on to the next story. So Harvard professor Alan Lickman has, pro- has uh, yeah. officially released his popular uh, uh uh, prediction, election prediction for 2020.
1: Popular and universally correct. Right? Yeah, well, in, in all the they, they,
0: they're known to be correct yeah. for every election since 1984, with the exception of 2000. Lickman predicted that Al Gore would win the presidency, of oh. course. Uh, that did not happen. Um, uh, of course, his uh, prediction is based off of the 13 keys to the White House, uh, which assess things such as party incumbency, uh, uh, the... Uh, charisma uh, of the uh, the uh, incumbent candidate and the opposing party candidate, uh, any military successes slash failures, um, the economy, and other uh, factors. Uh, right now, uh, Lickman's uh, assessment is that Joe Biden will win the presidency. Uh, right now, uh, Donald Trump, according to Lickman, only has six keys in his favor. He would need eight or more keys uh, to be Projected uh, the winner. Uh, Biden has argued that social unrest, the economy due to COVID 19, um, and a poor showing from Republicans during the 2018 midterm uh, elections are just among some of the factors. Uh, that have led to the keys uh, projecting a uh, a Trump defeat in November. What are your thoughts on Alan Lichtman's prediction?
1: Well, uh, Lichtman says Biden's got some keys and Trump's got some keys. Uh, Biden's going to get the keys, though, uh, to 1600 uh, certainly in the election in November. I mean, the the um, um, there is no no question that the that the path for uh, Trump has narrowed to the point of uh, virtual non-existence. Uh, and you you really would need some, and I, and I, I can't imagine, because I don't think it would be one thing. I don't think its we're talking about a traditional October surprise, uh, whether it's uh, something beneficial to Trump or detrimental to Biden. Uh, I think it would have to be based on the momentum and the projections. And the fact that really we're, again, talking about uh swing states like Georgia and Texas, I mean that is you know that is a new reality, a new political reality uh, when when so many of these states have been moved to the the leans um, Biden cat- category. Um, so i I don't know that the pre- the president I don't think has has produced the narrative um that um, that is compelling in, in terms of why uh, people should return him to office and I and I think that uh some of the more uh sophomoric um uh things he has said and done recently that the John Lewis remark that uh I wouldn't uh I'm not i am not gonna go pay my respects because he didn't come to my inauguration. I think I think even the die-hard Trumpers have a hard time um, closing their eyes and holding their nose and swallowing hard and pulling the lever for for someone uh, that uh, that is so morally vacant as to say something like that. So I I, th- I think the momentum will start will continue to swing Biden's way. Again, uh, the one thing I know about politics today. Is that I don't know anything, you know, based mm. on what has transpired in in recent years. But it is it is extremely difficult, I think, uh, for uh, for people to envision people who will who study th- these things and will talk uh, honestly and legitimately about uh, what the probable outcome is, and, and to determine that the probable outcome is anything other than a fairly impressive. Uh, win for Joe Biden and whoever his running mate mate might end up being.
0: All right. Well, uh let's move on to the last story. So, uh right now, um uh we're following more developments on the story involving the popular sharing app TikTok. Mm. Uh of course, uh, Donald President Trump uh signed an executive order uh saying that he would ban TikTok. Uh, Trump has now announced that he will uh, give uh, TikTok 45 days to be bought off. The reason for this is because of recent efforts by Microsoft uh, to buy uh, the popular uh, app. Trump will get has said he will give Microsoft 45 days um, to uh, uh, close in on a deal uh, to buy uh, off TikTok, or else the app will officially become. Uh, non uh, will be will become um, uh, non-functional within the United States. What are your thoughts on this? Well, my thought I I, I don't think we would be
1: talking about this had TikTok not been used to uh, promote a uh, an effort to reduce the attendance at Trump's Tulsa rally. You know that they, they, uh, there was an effort to have people uh, over overwhelm the the system and and the uh, uh, the organizers of that event by buying tickets that they had uh, no intention of using, and that was that was um, uh, really spread through through TikTok, I think primarily, and uh, and I and I and I'm certainly aware of the fact that there are security concerns uh, relative to uh, uh, to the app uh, in the in the in the Chinese government, but. Sadly, I, I don't think that that's what's driving his thinking and his actions here. I think it, with Trump, it it always comes down to, you know, a personal vendetta or what, uh, uh, what, uh, what has harmed me and uh, getting even with people or organizations uh, that uh, that he feels uh, has slighted him. So I think that's probably what's driving it, and uh, it's very interesting. I don't know. Uh, certainly, the idea for. Trump to say, you know it's going to be okay if an American company buys this app that is not inconsistent with what his overall platform has been America first, and we don't want other other people in here it's a very xenophobic uh, approach, but it has been his approach, and it does appeal uh, sadly to some percentage of uh, the American electorate uh, but i but I think it's it's more about. It's more about the Tulsa rally and less about the security issues, to be honest with you.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. It was a, a real pleasure. Thank you.